Hello, everybody. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to take some time to announce the release of my new album entitled Enjoying My Time in Hell, dropping March 20th at midnight. Here's a snippet. Stargazing while I'm blazing, lost in the wrong generation. Stakes are never higher, that's why I'm busy getting faded. Stop giving those fucks when I was way too young. Now I can't even find one, think I rolled it in my blunt. Always was a little runt, never fit in with the other ones. The family sees from a dying tree, success and hypocrisy. Trying to find love like an addict, searching for Molly. Face never looking jolly, cause I think this life is tiring. And I don't care about your God. I also want to announce a new sponsor of ours and a personal favorite, Gorilla Graphics Design Agency who can provide you with a clean and fresh-looking product. I actually just recently worked with these guys uh, on my last short film, which is being released, called The Tinder Game. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun, managed to put out a really professional, good-looking product, and I was really pleased with what they did. Um, so I have nothing but good things to recommend about them. Uh, they have everything you can ask for with professional equipment and a stellar end product from top to bottom. Head over to GorillaGraphics.com for all of your design needs today. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. Being surrounded by people all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that. That shit gets old, man. Fuck that. Like, gotta have your alone time. That is... That's critical. Well, yeah, and that's the difference between like the Joe Rogan experience and like their podcast. Like Joe, like Joe has like his own thing. He has like his select people. He has like security and Jamie and him probably, maybe a couple other people behind the scenes. But like, sure, you know, very limited. Whereas like Allegiance Skanks, like or I don't know, like the Logan Paul type of podcast. Like I can't imagine how many different people are behind the scenes involved in that thing. That would just be so stressful to do that all the time. Yeah, you know. Well, everybody, the podcast has basically already started. We're here. <laughs> Getting right into it, man. Yeah. Ames, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I have, uh, like we talked about earlier, I have today off, yeah. finally. You know, hard to get the hell out of work. So, anytime I can get away, I enjoy that shit. <laughs> I enjoy every moment. Well, I'm glad you're here. You're able to savor it here at the Macau Stars podcast, you know. Hey, man. Glad to be here. 102, 102, kicking it off season three all that let me ask you first uh we worked together collaborated on um my last project that well my recent project that's coming up um called enjoying my time in hell dropping march 20th the day after this episode drops uh we'll put links in the description um but we worked together in that and i the thing i really enjoyed about having you on that track or on those tracks on the album was you and i go back a long ways I mean, I think my first project, you were the only feature. I'm, well, no, you were one of two features that I had on that album. I mean, like, and we've, you know, we said many times in the podcast, but we've always, you know, managed to stay in touch both right. professionally and personally. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a really cool homage and uh, throwback to like what we did um, having you on those tracks. So, I guess what what did it feel like? Because you know it's kind of a different situation what we did we were in the studio we're doing this stuff i don't know how does it feel like still doing shit after all this time um i think what was what's been like really cool is uh we're we've both kind of had our own like journeys 
mm-hmm. uh, through music and kind of experienced our own things. And having like come together after having our own journeys is really like very different. Um, just cause like, um, I guess just the fact that like my, my abilities have increased, your abilities have increased. So it's kind of cool seeing the evolution of like when we first started getting to this point. Um, cause we've both changed kind of a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like we're still, we're, you know, deep down we're still the people we were, but we've experienced new things and our music has like helped shape us. Mm. So I feel like it's gotten easier for us to make music now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and that's, I was kind of thinking about this, um, the other day, like your music has really kind of evolved to more of like, you're doing a lot more like singing and like kind of like tune type of beats, which is great. I mean, I, I love your style, but it's very interesting to like what I knew you back then is like, you seemed like very, like more my style, like very like bars and, you know, on my, you know, on this album, you kind of go more back to that because that's kind of like, I feel like that's what my music requires a little bit, you know? But uh, but no, like when you do your own personal stuff, there's definitely a different vibe, and it's really interesting to see. Well, and um, I really enjoyed getting back to like the bars, so mm-hmm. it was cool having having those tracks with you, where I could be like, okay, like I know what I got to do. I got to get back to my roots and kind of follow that that okay. again, and and just fucking enjoy myself, man. Hell yeah! Well, that's the beauty of rap too. Is like you know, Juice World would like do freestyle for like an hour and he would do bars but like all the time you know when he performed it was that was really never the case he was well i don't know about when he performed but at least one of the albums he put out it was a lot more about what the kind of style well i wouldn't say the kind of style you do but in the same realm of like more focusing on like the tone and like singing aspect than like sure. necessarily what you're spitting in the rhythm and that kind of stuff right right that makes sense yeah i mean um i've been I've actually been working on, you know, some newer stuff and mm. it yeah, it kind of has like shifted into this um place where now I'm doing things that I couldn't have seen myself doing like years ago when it was just all about bars and lyrics and everything. And I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still writing and still doing the bars, but I'm just trying to become a little more versatile and kind of evolve my style a little bit. Mm-hmm. yeah i uh i think that's a skill that everyone needs sure um you know i think with the podcast um it's been a good example of that for me like you know i think in this world you gotta like be able to shift your focus and like figure out what you're doing i mean you've done that with your music shifting you know your style and like i think that's what's really going to keep people moving forward is like you know working and grinding with that right well and i mean you can't you definitely can't look back and uh you know regret the things that you focused on um i guess like maybe if you were kind of stuck in those moments where you're focusing on that that one thing for a really long time um you've got definitely have to be able to move past that and i feel like that's like kind of where i'm going cuz my focus was like i said it was so just on like just rapping and kind of staying in that lane. And now that I'm like kind of getting a little more comfortable and getting out of there, 
Um, I can still go back whenever I need to, but mm. I've got to kind of like you're saying, shift the focus and try to get <clears throat> more than just rap fans involved. I want to get everybody involved. I think that's kind of what I'm trying to do more so. That's awesome, man. Well, and you know, I think a lot of that goes with just, um, confidence, which, you know, just comes from doing it over time. You know, have mm-hmm. you performed yet? Have you gotten a chance to, uh, no, not yet. I, um, uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to like. Uh, like no, you're good. No, no. I mean, I I really do want to perform, and um, it's kind of funny. I think for the longest time I haven't chosen to to perform um, because I didn't think that a lot of the material that I have come out with is something that I wanted to perform or that could be I don't know like hype enough for a show. But I was listening back to some of my older music just like this past week. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess I I don't know why I was under the impression that I didn't have anything that I thought was worthy enough to, uh, to play for the people. Um, and I kind of realized that, damn, uh, I do have music that I could be performing and that I think people would really enjoy seeing live. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's been some missed opportunities, but I think I'm just trying to get enough material out there so that when it comes time, kind of like I was saying, I've got, you know, I've become more versatile and I have this array of music that I can perform, I guess. Excuse me. Yeah, that makes sense, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, kudos to you for, you know, or, you know, for anyone that, you know is able to get to that point performing i i recently i I didn't tell you about this i recently just performed uh (laughs) like a month ago at the last hip-hop showcase that was for lola's birthday and uh when i started half the audience left (laughs) no shit (laughs) and then about halfway through uh, half of that girl left (laughs) damn (laughs) i mean (laughs) but you're not you're not controversial like i am so i think you'll be okay i mean Honestly, that could happen to anybody, man. Yeah, and it's true. You really—it might like, have just been the bad. Like, it might not even been because I like I sucked or like people didn't like me. It could have just been like a bad time. There was a guy. There was a guy before me, local bookie. He's actually come on the show that he had like all the hype, and I think like they kind of just all left to go smoke a blunt with him. And <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know? Well, and it's you know, fine. my roommate. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, my roommates in a in a band, and they've been performing like quite a bit. And yeah, you know, you can kind of tell who's there for who they want to see. And they're not, you know, some of them aren't interested in seeing yeah. other people. And yeah. that's kind of how they just want to leave it. That's a that's a sad reality of uh, like small starts yeah. in music scenes, you know. I think people, I think everybody just needs to look at it in terms of like 10, 20 years. I think, sure. that's, I think that's really the problem with everyone. It's like, well, I mean, you know, with anything regarding like Des Moines like, or anything in general like they want it to happen next year the year after it's like no like if, right if you want to start looking at des moines in a certain way you really gotta think like you know how is what we're doing now going to affect it in 20 years and like what's the growth going to look like in 20 years how does everything get mold and like i don't know it's just kind of the day and age of everything that's a sidetrack to sure i mean yeah longevity is something that a lot of people don't think about um i mean it sucks because I know people who have said like, yeah, you know, it's like, it's cool that my friends are in bands and stuff, but 
I don't want to go see him perform or like I don't go to local shows. It's like, well, then how do you expect anybody else who is like an an actual artist? Why the fuck would they want to come here? Yeah, true. If you can't even go to a fucking local show to bring more of that music and that's, I don't know, just music in general yeah. to the area. I think some of that is to be said for like uh, just the internet and the capability of streaming. I think a lot of people just aren't, you know, with COVID especially, but I mean, just in general, I think there are a lot of people just aren't comfortable going out. Yeah. You know, and they just they would rather stream at home. You know, I feel like that a lot of times sometimes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I definitely can't blame them. Like, you know, and I'm not going to say like I go to like every single one of my roommates shows, but I would like to, you know, I'd yeah. like to go to more of his shows. It's just. Yeah. And it's realistically people, a lot of people are busy. Like a lot of people I know that come on the podcast and do stuff musically. Like they work those shifts that like nobody wants to work because that's right. when everything's going on. It's when everything's performing. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a mixed bag. I was seen. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is what it is. I mean, you get to the shows or you don't. Like, yeah. There's no really way around it. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you been working on any new things? What do you got to announce? Yeah, so um, I'm currently working on um, an EP with my buddy Reed. Um, he's actually the one who produced my last album um, mm. at the end of the day. Okay. Uh, so we're currently working on a five song EP. Uh, we've already got names for everything, and we're sitting good. Uh, yeah. No release date yet, but hopefully sometime this year. Um, I'm also working on an EP with Jordan, mm. the original, you know, my original producer. Hell, hell yeah, hell yeah! So we've Bring got some back. stuff in the mix that we've been trying to finish for a few years now, but the timing has just been shit. So we haven't been able to get together as much as we've wanted to. Um, but hopefully that project we can get all finished up this year as well. And then just still sitting on more, more stuff that I could be releasing. So yeah, going to, going to be a busy year, like music wise, definitely. And I think it'll, these two projects that I'm working on are going to try to get things going. And I don't know, I guess I was curious, like, so what do you think about this whole tiktok trend as far as like that's where like everyone's putting their music what's your opinion on it oh it's like what just the fact that tiktok's so massive yeah mean, and they're like that's the place that uh, everyone's going or yeah um i mean i don't know i there's good and bad i think ultimately it's probably bad but um i do think the positive is um like it's hard but in a sense it's also easy to gain that recognition because if the filter is constantly moving yeah then that possibly provides room for more people but it's kind of like the it's, it's the andy warhol quote like in the future of it will have fame for 15 minutes that's literally where we're going yeah like sure um like the logan jake pauls of the world i mean there's gonna be a time where they only exist for a blimp yeah you know a blimp in time and uh yeah, so I mean, and there's obviously bad incentives with, you know, putting all music on one streaming platform. It's a very, you know, utila or I can't even think of the word. Basically, a, like a totalitarian almost like kind of way of controlling everybody's music. Like, sure. Yeah, you, know, you see the problems with Spotify and everything that we have now, like, uh, not even regarding censorship, but just like, 
making you know biased decisions on who is promoted and who isn't and that oh. obviously you know is is gives an unfair advantage to certain people so sure yeah i mean i would prefer to see a world where there are multiple different music streaming services that um people can pick and choose where they would like to go and <laughs> is there flies in here or something? No, it was just like a little piece oh. of fuzz or something. It just came out of fucking nowhere. We did have a crazy episode here last time, so there might be stuff still floating still around. Still floating around? That's fair. Um, no, I don't know. I was just curious. I uh, I got a buddy who keeps kind of pushing me to put my music there as well. And he says it's kind of a necessary evil right Yeah, at this moment. It has done a lot for the podcast, I will say. Sure. Um, putting up clips but uh yeah i've never tried my music i don't think my music would do well on tiktok just sure. <laughs> i think i'd have a lot of people nah, maybe i'd become famous about like getting canceled or something maybe i could write in the cancel culture maybe that could be my ticket maybe that could be your thing i need to stop doing the podcast i need to just totally ramp it up ride those coattails just start doing little quick music videos that's like near pornographic just <laughs> crazy me covered in blood or and shit just i mean crazy shit that's it's crazy because that's where tyler kind of like that's where he oh, tyler creator kind of started his oh yeah like, i mean he's definitely written on that like it's crazy factor. that like he's as popular and so beloved by everyone now and it's like man <laughs> the if, shit he said yeah if none of you guys actually know if like none of you guys have ever gone back and like listened to his like og shit like yeah. <laughs> things would not be the same like that motherfucker's been banned from countries like there are not many people who <laughs> can <to>. confidently <laughs> say that yeah i mean you know like don't get me wrong like i'm not you know hacking on him like i like tyler the creator oh, I love, yeah it's so, great you know it's 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 been really cool to see his evolution from like i agree i agree his early days just rapping about literally the most fucked up shit and like whatever he wanted to now he's just making like beautiful music and like he's like a sample god so i don't know like yeah yeah it's it is really interesting his evolution he like i wonder if there's almost something to like he was like he was canceled before the cancel culture like i wonder if that in just, a way that just like made him bulletproof you know, I feel like in a way, yeah. It's like, actually, well, this guy's already—he's already been there, and we've already kind of accepted it. He's already been the worst, so mm-hmm. it's not like he can go any. He—he's hide—he's hidden under the facade of like I'm a—I'm a artist, and this is my thing. You yeah, know? he's been able to do that, right? But it's interesting. I mean, there are people like you know, I—I I don't think Joe Rogan can ever be canceled. Like I—I I don't know. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, at the height that he's at now, like. Like, I mean, I don't think anything's changed since no. everything that's happened. So, obviously, like... No, he's still got the, whatever, 9, 11 million people watching every time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. There's just there's some people that are untouchable, man. And we made it that way. So, <laughs> you know, we're the only ones to blame, really. If anyone's upset about that person or what they say, then it's like, well... Yeah. He allowed that person to get to that height or that level, so yeah. you yeah. know. What do you th- what do you think about the Joe Rogan controversy? If you, if you care to speak, you don't have to. Um, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, I can see like some of that was out of context, but there was definitely a few things that I was like, 
Oh, that, yeah, raise an eyebrow. Yeah, the joke about the like, apes is pretty bad. Yeah, like... <laughs> it was pretty fucking awful. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like I said, you could look, you could analyze some of that stuff and be like, okay, mm-hmm. was he making a point? Was he looking at things from a different angle? Was he playing devil's advocate? Maybe, you know, sure. And then, yeah, some of the stuff you're just like, well, that's not redeemable. Yeah. But again, like you said, like what, what can we do? What, like, yeah. I mean, I think people say stupid shit. I think also, I mean, the ape joke especially that that was like really early in his career. That was like he was like it'd be like if I said something like that, like you yeah. know, nothing would happen. You know, <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> I and a yeah, people pissed, but I guess that's the other thing about like that culture is looking back at things shitty things that people have done and mm-hmm. then kind of digging that up and bringing it yeah to the forefront well you know? and honestly that lady did such a fucking bad job of that clip what she should have done is she should have like taken the entire five seconds from each n-word use and like put that in a comp that would have been an honest compilation sure you know um yeah i mean i don't know i think i think what he did was uh, I don't know. I I think at the end of the day, it is just a word, and um, you know, there is a lot. There's you know, people need to consider a lot going into that. I don't think like people should just like. I guess my point is, there's a difference between being racist and using the word. Sure, there's a difference between me calling somebody the N word and mm-hmm. me saying he said the N word. I think in every instance of that compilation, he was using it in that context so you can have the argument or you know the debate like okay is it okay for you to say that word or she just used to fill out the n-word but that's different than saying that he's a racist person sure well and i i don't know i guess on the other hand i did see a really good and this is me talking so (laughs) yeah i did see like a really good video of like trevor noah kind of breaking down this entire situation and analyzing it and he had a really interesting take uh, his take was that he just thinks that people would be better off if you just didn't say it. Oh, because like then, anybody. Yeah. Or, that's a good art. That's a fair argument. Or, you know, that just like in general, just comedians or whatever, if they didn't use those like trigger words and just period, then they wouldn't find themselves in the situation. And then he like, it was kind of cool. He made it a point that he's like, do you see the that the entire time I've been talking about this once have I said it yeah I've been saying the n word so I do I do think kind of take on that yeah I do think that I mean this kind of goes into my music too like I do think that there's like something important like a shock value and like um and like in saying things that are go against the grain that are considered taboo like because I think it provokes thought and I think although like yes not saying things is good in a sense for like you know preventing feelings from being hurt and things like sure there is important still in thinking about why we have the things we do like like for instance like coon i think that's like a really super offensive thing to call a black person i think because the n-word derives from i mean because it's the color right i mean that's just a translation of the color like i think calling someone an animal is a lot worse than referring them as a color, sure. in my opinion. <clears throat> sure. and, and, you know, you can have that debate, but 
there are so many different vocabulary terms that you can use to derogatorily call a black person. But there's been this hyperfixation on this one word. And so I think people need to at least have that argument and have that conversation. Sure. And, like, I don't know. I think people that get that upset about that just don't want to think about that. And I guess that's the part that kind of is like, you know, like, let's at least have this conversation. You know sure. what I mean? I mean, I guess you could, at the end of the day, too, you could just look at it like everything is made up. You yeah. Know, it's like we've made everything up. Like, so does it really matter? I don't know. Not to get like super <laughs> existential or anything, but yeah, in the morning. <clears> that's bad. like my, <laughs> or my, uh, my view on like <sighs> cryptocurrency and shit. Mm. Like, I just look at it like money. The concept of money itself is already a made up concept. It's, you know, like, to any other alien or you know species like that has no value like it means nothing and so the fact that like we've created like cryptocurrency this fake this other like fake money mm-hmm. it's like nothing means anything really like we attach value to what we think um I don't know. Not not to like get into that. No, whole, yeah, no. I I, I love but, crypto. Uh, okay. It's not doing well right now, unfortunately. It's <laughs> it's it's taking a dip, but um, I think a lot of that's because of government intervention. Sure. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll determine whether it actually sees the light of day. But uh, I mean, if for a while it was a real like, I don't know, it was a real middle thing. I mean, in a way, it was like. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what you're saying. Here's this currency that you can't tax. That well, I mean they can say they can tax it but like you know if it if someone made enough crypto and they were like okay we're gonna arrest you like okay i'm just gonna go move to another country with my crypto (laughs) right right i mean uh i mean so it's 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 an interesting debate i the thing i don't understand about though is like the mining with the crypto mining like the people who like are out with the fans in the desert i don't get that that's the part to me that doesn't make any sense uh, but like, it, it honestly, about- I didn't even know that was much of a thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I wish we had Molly here to pull it up. But uh, yeah, it's like it's a real thing. Like people are like, there's a guy from Iowa who made he's like a billionaire now because he just like started crypto mining, and it's like it's I guess it's like a way for them to like track the value of the currency, hmm. or like because you know there's like a with currency there's the concept of like work and value and that kind of stuff so i think they're trying to this is me spitballing i'm probably full of shit but like this this is probably probably like the essence of what that is like in a digital sense but like on on face value like cryptocurrency makes sense right sure like having something digitally to exchange for goods like that's not a crazy idea i got you yeah there is obvious i mean the thing that the glaring thing to me is like how do you control the value worth like how do you i mean if you have a true free market i guess that would you know it would bounce itself out but if you have government regulation like how do you how do you prevent like you know what we have now like crazy inflation like how do you prevent like a loaf of bread costing one bitcoin which is like a bitcoin's like forty thousand dollars right now like yeah like how is that like decided (laughs) yeah exactly it's interesting. It is. I won't invest. <laughs> Have you not invested? No. <clears throat> no, I 
I haven't done any investing yet. I'd like to. Um, but I'm also trying to save up some money so I can build something of my own someday. Yeah. Whether it be a business or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to at some point down the road do some investing, but I just want to talk to the right people. Yeah. It's a bad time right now to be, <laughs> to be fucking investing. Yeah. Yeah. We're having some pretty existential conversations for a half hour in, but like, uh, what, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts of where we're heading in terms of inflation? Do you think it's going to get worse? Are you bracing yourself or? Well, I was actually just at a meeting, uh, yesterday for work Mm -hmm. and they were talking about a, uh, a price increase on the products. Oh, so, and they're, you know, um, my boss kind of brought up a point about how you can go to the store now, spend $50 and like, you cannot get anywhere near as much as you used to be able to even like two fucking years ago, you know, like yeah. take $50 because I mean, it's funny the other day I went to the store and I think I got maybe like six or seven things and it was $50 and I was like, fuck, like, I didn't even get that much. And it, does make you realize like it's it's fucking real man like things are going up and obviously pandemic hasn't helped with labor being an issue and like problems getting these products i mean it's it's kind of scary you know i mean who knows where the fuck it's headed yeah like it's kind of a bubble that's started to grow and it's just continuing continuing and who knows what the fuck's gonna happen when it bursts damn this episode's gotten really dark i'm i'm sorry let's uh let's switch it around we'll we'll, we'll spice it up we'll spice it up (laughs) we uh this is what happens when i do two two podcasts in a week and the first one the first one i don't get to talk so the next one i just spill all my dark all the darkest things all my dark shit i'm so sorry <laughs> so sorry my friend <laughs> hey man i'm journeying there with you so um i wanted to ask you about this because we've talked about video games before i know you're big you're a big video game buff Fuck i've yeah. i've um been playing an unhealthy amount of video games the last couple months myself so <laughs> what have you been playing um lately it's been uh actually really gotten to stardew valley recently okay i've heard i've heard good things about stardew valley it's the see i've known about it for a minute but um my girl molly always plays it the slave molly <laughs> she always plays it um and so one day i ended up getting my pc and we played together and like i actually like, really got into it I'm like damn i can see it i am starting to kind of get a little bored because uh i it is definitely like a very repetitive game sure it's like over time time you just like build and grow and build and grow and I've, i was grinding on halo um on like i was streaming and doing stuff like this last month two months and like I got back on today and like I just wasn't with it. Like I couldn't choose. Like I wait I like invested all this time. <laughs> well, uh which uh which Halo? The infinite one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's also a limitation too, because uh, I'm just playing multiplayer, I'm not playing the campaign. Sure. So basically I mean, I'm not shooting video games, I'm just saying I need to like find a I need to find a new game. I'm trying to get um I'm actually just downloaded Fallout New Vegas again for like the millionth time. Yeah. Um because they just put out uh two mods 
They've had two no matches very recently. Uh, New California and the Frontier. Um, iffy, you know, reviews. But like, it's a, it's like an entire, it's like a deep free DLC basically. Oh, okay, that's really cool. So, yeah. like at the Frontier, they have like mods where, like, how it starts is like you're in like the snow and shit. So like the whole game, you're just like, in I mean, snowy fucking. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Frontier. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that's kind of been my pullback is like the mods and, um, but. Also, it crashed my computer every fucking two hours, so that's never fun. <laughs> no, it's fucking not. Yeah, well, so there was one game I played called Remnant from the Ashes. It's mm-hmm. like a, I think, supposed to be just kind of like a shooter, a multiplayer shooter. You can play offline, but mm. I think it's mostly meant for multiplayer. <clears throat> played that for a short period in time. It was all right. And then Elden Ring came out. And. <laughs> Okay, I was gonna. So you have been playing that? I have been playing that. Oh yeah. Jesus, dude! Uh, dude, it's it's really amazing. I do love it, but I kind of like the past couple days, the areas I've gotten to after killing like some of the really hard bosses, or at least, I mean, every boss is hard, but some of the bosses that I've had trouble with at the very beginning, finally beat them got to some new areas and now it's just like dude these places this map is so fucking big it's daunting <laughs> like it's like overwhelming like i'll get there and i'm like this is amazing and i'm like i don't know where the fuck to go who i want to fight first like i think that's the only thing that takes away from it sometimes is like sometimes these worlds that you play that you're playing in can be like so immersive and so overwhelming that you're just like I don't even know, like, there's so many fucking things to do. It's like, I don't even know where to start. But, I mean, that being said, like, it's still an amazing game. I mean, it's yeah. beautiful. The combat's incredible. Um, and it's still just as frustrating as any Souls game. So, yeah, that's, see, that's why I won't buy it. I, I've never played a Souls game, but I've played games very similar to Souls games, sure. and I've lost my ship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, anybody anybody could play a Souls game or a game like that, and it would bring out the fucking worst in everyone. Yeah. You know, because it would make the me The idea of starting over kills me. Like, there's a reason I play games like Fallout and Skyrim, because you get to save. Save your brothers. And I like it. <laughs> I like being able to save. Yeah, I that's like, true. I like, um, when I spend time on a video game, I like at least being able to be like hey i accomplished something not like yeah. <laughs> not do two hours and then be like i literally did nothing <laughs> right well and i guess that's the kind of i think the argument everyone has with it is it's like you can play the game for hours and like save up all these like you know runes or whatever they are that for these games like that you use to level up and i mean you can lose all that those points or whatever in like two seconds and i mean you know it's like the same like when i played bloodborne when i was super into that game um there would be times where i would spend three hours or more getting all these points to level up and just losing in an instant and being like i hate this fucking game like i love this game it's amazing but in this moment this is this is just bullshit they they truly have met like what was the what's the company that does those games from software 
Okay, yeah, from software. Uh, I will give them credit. They have like they have figured their like style out, you know. But yeah, I they hate everyone. That's their fucking. Style. <laughs> they hate everyone. <laughs> they just. That's funny. They just want you to fucking lose, man. Oh my gosh. I don't know, but I, I on the other hand, when you do finally beat a boss that you've been trying to beat for like. However long, whether it takes you a week, hours, a month, when you finally beat that boss, the payoff is like orgasmic, man. When you finally beat them, you're like, holy shit, I finally fucking did it. See, I think that's my problem is I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that. Like, I play games, I beat bosses, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, that's kind yeah, of my yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of people look at it like, why do you torture yourself? Like... Yeah, I get more excited about like when I'm playing like a death match and like I kill a motherfucker. Like after I've been trying to, I'm like, yes, I'm you know, that's how I get. I get, and that's the like. Uh, so my father, he, uh, well, my entire family, but like when I was growing up, my father, he would get really loud for like baseball games and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of memories like Naturally. waking up at one thirty in the morning, him like drinking beer and screaming, "Yeah, go, go you know." One thirty in the morning. Oh yeah, oh yeah, watching games late at night. Hell Jesus. yeah. Um. And he had to work the next day. You know, give a shit. He was dead, kid, man. Um, but but like I'm that cause. I'm that same way with video games in terms of like the screaming. Like, I don't do late at night because I'm not a dick. But like <laughs> throughout throughout the day and like into the night, I will definitely be like, motherfucker, you fucking cunt, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like that is what is coming out of my room or out of this room constantly. And poor Molly is just you know scared <laughs> under the covers. <laughs> Is he gonna beat me next? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you <can> chill out. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I I agree, dude. Like that. Like I'm not into. I never was into sports or competitive in that aspect. But when it comes to video games, like, take that shit seriously, man. And in those moments when you're getting heated, it's easy to get carried away. Yeah. That's the thing I don't think other other people who don't play video games understand is it's real easy to get carried away and like mm. heated when you're playing video games yeah well it's easy to get lost in, in general that's true you know that's yeah. like that's the aspect to me that i'm always kind of like keeping in the back of my mind is like how much time have i really been spending on this and like but, but you know i do i will say like there is something to like you know, some video games do have that kind of value of like putting that much time to it like yeah i think i might have told you this before but <clears throat> Um, I consider Fallout New Vegas like my all-time favorite game. Like I love it, mm-hmm. and like I've spent probably like seven hundred at least hours on it. But, sure. Like I don't really regret those seven hundred hours. Like I like that's to me like a game that has rich storytelling mm-hmm. and you know endless possibilities and like it, it's it was meaningful the whole time. I felt like, but there sure. are some games where like you spend that much time and you're like, it's like I was saying, like it just it feels like there's no value to it. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know. I feel like a lot of games these days tend to delve more towards like, um, and maybe that has to do with like the expansion of it and like wanting to do more and more and more. But it feels like with that space, there's a lot of like downtime kind of. In sure. Gaming, you know what I mean? Well, that's kind of like with Stardew Valley for me. I gotcha. Yeah. I, there's definitely some games that I feel the same way about. Um, like you feel about Fallout. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shit, like, 
Bioshock, the original Bioshock. Bioshock, game. those were good ass games. Were amazing games. Yeah, um, I didn't play the second, but the first and Infinite were both just oh, incredible. Beautiful. I got re- replayed those sometime. They're good games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I would say I've definitely logged probably, probably like three hundred, at least to four hundred hours into the first Bioshock game, and I mean, wow. I've played, I've like beat that game like so many times. Um, and and again, it's you know it's got amazing storytelling elements, uh, just like the creatures and the different kind of like monsters that you face. And I, it, I don't know, it, it does a really good job of kind of breaking down like the morals of mankind, I guess. Because mm. um, you know, like that game obviously is about a guy who tries to create a dystopian city underwater where the artists, the scientists, you know, some of the best pioneers of the world can't be judged. And obviously things go awry because yeah, with, with all things, there's always chaos. Yeah. Power and, you know, the obvious Mm -hmm. uh, uh, mechanical problems with having an underwater city. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) But, but yeah, man. Yeah, those are cool ass games. Um, Bioshock Infinite. I remember the thing I loved about that was the uh, was it the grapple hook? I think. I think you could like shoot and like launch yourself. Launch yourself. Yeah, shit. I haven't played the third one in a while, but I think I only played it once. But I know there was a maybe it was like a teleportation ability or something. I don't yeah, well, that's the kind of the cool thing about those games too. Is it's like a, it's like a, it's kind of like far in a way. Like it's a weird retro world. Sure, you know, it has that same like fifties, forties vibe to it, but it's also yeah. like uh, retro technology. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, dude, the the third one bringing in like the multiverse and like that ending wrapping wrapping up like everything and bringing it like full circle like did you ever play the dlc for the third game no i did not so the dlc actually is what brings the third game back into the first game Mm. to the very beginning of how it's like all created so you know it's like essentially you look at it like the first game is obviously like well i don't want to say like a loop but everything that happens in the first game um, continues to happen, right? And then by the time the third game happens, it already loops itself back to the very beginning, bringing it like full circle into like one universe that's like this always revolving situation that's like always going to happen. And it was, dude, it was really cool. Like the DLC. If you haven't played it, you you should because that's like I'm saying it literally creates the first game in a way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucking crazy, and like it's the same creator of the first game. Oh, I see. So Damn. like that's why it's like because the second game was made by a different studio, and that's why mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't really fuck with the second game. I couldn't finish it. Yeah, it's like know. made by a different studio, and I think it was more of like a prequel. Because you play a character. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, before, 
all the things that happened in the first game. But yeah, man, the second or the first and the third game, the way they connect, dude, it's fuck. I'm have to replay those. Total man. mind fuck, man. Yeah. Like it was incredible. I I played it like a couple of years ago after because I played through them just like simultaneously multiple times and finally seeing everything like a line like that made the game that much more interesting and made me question like fucking everything i don't know <laughs> yeah man uh there's some fucking trippy alternate timelines and you know that's the beautiful thing about video games it's like i've always argued that you know, there's some things that you just, like, should not do in a movie that, like, you can translate really well to video games. Like, I feel like a lot of those, like, Michael Bay movies that people shit on, like, I and I don't like them either. But, like, I think they would be, <laughs> they would be great video games. Sure. You know, like, that, the, doing that kind of shit, like, blowing up shit, like, that would be fucking insane in a video game. Like, yeah. I, was, I was watching, <clears throat> I meant to replay this again, too, like, those, like, old Call of Duties, like, the Black Ops and Modern Warfare 2, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of people shit in those games, too, but, you know, there was, like, some atmosphere of, like, the war in that game that was just fucking cinematic and, you know, yeah, they were at the great. top of their game at that time, you know? Uh, but, yeah, man, people, I remember, like, uh, I would, like, show my mom, because my mom didn't, like, allow us, really, to have, like, consoles or play video games, really. Sure. And I was, like, showing her the soundtrack to halo and she was like and she was shocked that it was from a video game like yeah. she couldn't even like wrap her head around that because people think of like atari like, doo, 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 you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean generation yeah there's a there's a lot of i mean uh great games with some like really fantastic scores i mean the the score for the spider-man game mm. uh, i've been in, is that good it's dude that's a great I've game. wanted to play. That's it. honestly that's like they got every aspect of that superhero game right. Like Insomniac should do more shit like that. Wow. And actually they're working on a Wolverine game right now. Um and I can't I can't wait to see what they're going to do because I mean that's that story of that particular Spider-Man and that universe was very like realistic and like you could just feel the emotion and like that's the other cool thing about games is games some games can make you feel shit that like you didn't think a fucking digital character or a bunch of pixels pixels on a fucking screen can make you feel mm-hmm. like that's the other amazing thing about video games like yeah some shit goes deep yeah have you ever cried playing a video game uh, I don't know if I've ever cried. I mean, I've there've probably been some moments, yeah, that probably got me like teary eyed for sure. There's this game called To the Moon. It's a, it's a like a two D pixelated kind of like Pokemon style game. Okay, and it's about this. Uh, I think it's an old guy who has. I don't remember what this fucking he's like cancer or something, and he's like. They have this thing where they have to like go back in time and like fix. Oh no, that's the thing. They want to go back in time and fix his memory so that he forgets about his wife or something. And it's just it's oh. super fucking. I I was like literally bawling at the end of this game. I'm like I can't believe I'm fucking crying. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's one of my all time favorites. I highly recommend it. To the moon. To the moon. Would yeah. you play that on? Uh, PC. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like a know, like a two three hour deal. It's a short game. Sure. But yeah, I um. 
yeah, I think it's like probably a couple bucks. It's good. That's I highly cool. recommend it. Yeah. Do you, what you will usually play on PlayStation, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 Have you ever played a PC or thought about that? Thought about transferring over to the Master Race? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it would be it would be cool to get like a really nice setup. Uh, I guess the hardest thing about honestly playing games now in general is just having the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I've been able to make time for Elden Ring and some of the stuff I played recently, but I definitely don't game, excuse me, like I used to. So it's, it would be tough to justify getting like a nice, you know, nice setup, a nice computer with a great graphics card and everything, Mm. all for it to just fucking sit there and just kind of chill until I have time. Yeah, That's the... Would you ever stream? Nah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I've ha- I have the problem of like interacting with people. That's probably my biggest problem. Like sometimes there'll be I'll be game like there was one time I was playing with Molly, we were playing Stardew and like this guy popped on right at the beginning and it's like just started messaging us and I was like I'm not ready for this dude. <laughs> you know, I would I have I I don't know, I like the idea of streaming and sometimes I like interacting, but I have to be in the right mood, you know. Sometimes sure. I'm just too into it. So I mean I don't know. It's cool that people can make a living doing what they love. Mm-hmm. But that definitely is not for me. And I don't even, honestly, I don't even miss like playing multiplayer games. Because, I mean, I, I used to be heavy into uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2 or... Um, any honestly any of the battlefield games and some of the call of duty stuff i mm-hmm. used to get on and just play with like random people yeah those were the glory days like the xbox 360 days Hell yeah. i thought it was it was cool I, I was actually thinking about how i'm still i still have some like playstation friends that i met when i got like my playstation 3 like <laughs> back in like 2008 like i don't talk to these fucking people anymore but it's just crazy to think that, like, I, you know, me and this person had initially talked back in 2008 and we, like, had played some games together. And I'm still friends with them, but, like, just that concept alone <laughs> that you can fucking meet someone that way now is crazy. So, I mean, some people become, like, lifelong friends playing fucking video games together online and yeah. shit. So. Some people become couples. No, that was true. like the that was the big thing. The world, the World of Warcraft couples. I think there's like a, a significant percentage of them actually get married in real life. Oh, that get married in the game and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's like thirty That's forty percent. I want to say crazy. What the fuck? Yeah. I didn't know that, or I didn't know it was like that. I wouldn't expected it to be that high. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it. Like so many people meet online. They meet Molly online. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, it's it's crazy that's how the world's going. That's, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm definitely not the biggest fan of it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm a face-to-face kind of guy. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, agree. I like to be an introvert. Like, everyone deep down, I think, enjoys the qualities of an introvert. But 
you still have to go out there. You still have to fucking put yourself out there and get the, you know, social interaction because yeah. we thrive on that shit. <clears throat> That's just part of, like, being fucking human, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that kind of goes back to, like, the confidence, too. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I... Because I like, I feel like I've personally struggled with that, like trying to get out and like be comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it really is about just like confidence and like reframing your mind, you know. Um, let, let 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 me ask you. Let's go back to your music. I wanted to ask you this because you're working on two separate projects. Gotcha. Um, with uh, J Raz and uh, who's Reed. the other guy? Reed. Reed. Yeah. Um, and you know, we were talking about styles, like, you, you know, you kind of had a different style early in your career. Like, like, do you feel like these two projects have different styles or do you think it's all kind of the same? Uh, no, they definitely have, uh, two different styles. I mean, mm, that's interesting. Jordan with Jordan and I, um, this project is, it's kind of a, like a collab of both of us rapping together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of doing back and forth type stuff. So um, that one's just kind of purely my roots, my, you know, bar for bar and just kind of like catchy hooks and stuff, you know, just shit you can rap along to. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where that's like rooted and that's just rap at the core. And this other project with Reed uh, is something I've never done before. Uh, like the new, the newest single that we came out with called lost in the moment. That's, uh, that's actually going to be one of the songs on the new project. So it's, I think that project itself is more focused on the vibes and the, the music itself. And then bringing my voice into it and doing more vocal stuff has, kind of giving me like a little bit of a different insight on music itself and where I could take my music in the future if I want to. Um, Cause I mean, either way the rap rap is always going to be the core of what I always do. Hip hop. That's where the true first love for me, but this new stuff is completely different from anything else I've ever done. And I, and everyone's, going to be able to tell that um and not in a bad way or not like it doesn't sound like me it's still me but um reed and i i think have done a good job of bringing both of our styles into the mix and just connecting on like this really interesting level of music because i mean he it's not like we sat down and we're like hey this is how this is going to sound. This is how it all started just by him giving me like a bare bones idea and being like, do you think you can do something with this? And then I took some time to write mm. something, come up with some vibes. And then, you know, we kind of created like the first song. And from there, that's kind of how we've done it is he'll send me something. I'll analyze it. I'll get my ideas. I'll bring them to him. And then from there we just create and there's no like specific place we're going. It's. So do you think that's a different process from working with J Raz? Do you feel like that's more collaborative maybe? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
with Jordan, I think we both understand each other just like at a certain level mm. that we kind of just like know what to expect of I each see, other. I see. And we kind of have a better idea of where we want to go, where we're going. Yeah. And with Reed, it's more of just like we're both putting ourselves out there to see, I see. what yeah. we can come up with. That's really the best of both worlds, I feel like. Like that's that's a really interesting difference in dynamic. Yeah. You know. It's certainly not something I ever expected. Um <laughs> And it's been cool, too, because Reed is amazing guitarist. So we've gonna, we're going to have some really great like guitar solos in the project as well. So that's another element that I mm. am not used to is like having another just like musician to work with. Because, um, you know, Jordan obviously is an amazing producer, but I can't play an instrument. I mean... I used to play a sax, but <laughs> I, I didn't pick that up in years. And he's, you know, Jordan's like messed around on guitar, but he doesn't really, you know, practice that. Yeah. So getting to work with someone who knows music and produces music for like other people and does like a lot to help out um, the band that my roommate's in actually has been really cool because the styles of music that we're into i mean you know i'm into rap hip-hop r&b and reed is into metal and more uh, i don't know rock and shit mm -hmm. like that so we're coming from two different backgrounds that's been even more interesting to try and translate our own ideas to each other yeah that's cool um there was a there was a recent uh, Anthony Fantano video where they were discussing uh, whether rock was dead or not. <clears throat> he had a very interesting argument for why it wasn't, and that was it was that because hip hop has started utilizing a lot of guitars in music. You know, hearing like Deuce World's music. Uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can probably name anyone they've used a guitar. Um, yeah. What, oh, yeah. What are your thoughts? Do you think rock and roll's dead, or do you think it's still still going live and strong? No, I can. I can definitely see what he's on to. Um, nothing, I, I don't think anything ever really dies. Uh, it just becomes a part of other things. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say it's like swallowed up by these other things or overtaken, but it helps evolve more of like the culture and like yeah. other genres themselves so no i wouldn't say rock and roll by any means is dead um it's just taken on a different shape or a different form it's kind of how i feel that's interesting um yeah i don't know i tend to think it's dead i mean not completely dead there's <laughs> <laughs> sorry peter stockdale um, <laughs> no uh but no i mean i i because you don't really hear it a lot. I mean, it, and yeah, I mean, I think it probably will have a resurgence in some, in some sense, but I think a lot of it also has to do with, um, there isn't really any like awe or need to perform anymore. That's always been an essential part of rock and roll is like being yeah, on stage, Jimmy, you know, Angus on Jimmy page, ripping a solo. It doesn't even fucking matter anymore. You can do it on a computer. 
You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can literally recreate Led Zeppelin with a guy on a synthesizer and a pad on a stage with lights, and it would be like it would be the exact same thing. Well, I, I guess you could look at it like you got to find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's true. It's it maybe in like the grander scale, it's may it maybe is dead, mm-hmm. but there's still pockets here and there of people with like still have that love for rock and roll and like still feel it and they're fucking so yeah shit. i mean there's also people that love disco though you know that's true yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. i mean it's kind of crazy though because like even some of that 80s sound is like mm. and 70s sound is like coming it's, back it is there, there's an inch i don't remember what the theory is called but there's a theory that like we're actually like going back in time in terms of fashion and style like we just hit oh the, yeah we hit a plateau at the 90s 2000s and we're just traveling back in time mm, slowly making our way back there yeah it's interesting um yeah that's art man that's how it all works yeah um before we go to our last um little thing here do you have anything that you wanted to talk about or discuss anything on your mind yeah i just was gonna ask you go for it you still haven't seen the batman movie yet right i haven't i okay i was actually gonna ask you about that but okay. i've not seen it so if you can do it in a way with no spoilers sure that'd be the way to go yeah uh i'll try and just give my take do your best yeah um i won't like hate you if you spoil something oh yeah no i don't want to i don't want to that's a three-hour movie so it's great yeah (laughs) but basically i think the movie was very well done personally again all my opinion um but there was a lot of a lot of great elements uh honestly robert pattinson He's an underrated rat, he, underrated actor. He was great, man. I mean, I I can't imagine anybody else they could have picked. But what I really loved about it was the fact that it okay, portrayed <laughs> it portrayed uh, just Batman is just like he's just a regular guy, and that's yeah. that's like what's really cool is like you know you see other people like Iron Man or whatever. And I, I'm also a Marvel fan, but when you look at those guys, you don't look at them as like just a normal, regular human, you know, like Tony Stark's out here fighting aliens and shit. Like, you know, Hawkeye even out here fighting fucking Thanos. But it's like Batman's just a regular dude dealing with like some like fucked up criminals, basically, you know, sadistic people. And... They did. They also did just like a fantastic job of showing him as like a detective, because mm. I mean that's one of the biggest elements in Batman is like he's the world's greatest detective. Like that's what they fucking call him in like the comics and shit. Exactly. You know, and so many. I remember hearing like so many people were like pissed about that. I'm like, no. Like in that's how he is in the com- that was the stat when the character was established. He was a detective. Right. He was like a vigilante detective, and then like. You know, over the years, they've kind of gone away for that. But, I mean, yeah, I can appreciate, you know, kind of an homage to going back to that kind of style. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's really kind of interesting. Uh, when you're talking about, like, his character, it, may, it reminds me of, like, the Michael Keaton Batman. Because, like, he, as, like, a Batman, was very different in his character. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's always kind of interesting how Batman always seems to be at the beginning of every tie that's turned in superhero films. Sure. You know, I think this... You know, like the Joker in this movie, there. I think this decade it's going to be a wave of like 
really gritty, serious superhero movies. And that really excites me because that's like um, that reminds me of like the 80s and 90s, sure. you know, where comics are just really dark toned and like yep. really bad things were happening. Like, you know, I think. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the day I'm hoping for because I think all these like I don't know how you feel about like the Marvel movies, but I think they suck. I can't I can't stand like most of them. I, a couple couple of them are right here and there, but um, but yeah, I mean I think we're and it was like kind of the same in the you know the when Batman Begins that kind of kickstarted the whole you know that whole Marvel thing. So it's just interesting. Batman always seems to be at the beginning of the sure. Well, and I don't know I. I guess I just loved that it was so different from the other Batman movies. And yeah. They got a lot of things they got a lot of things right, man. And the cast was fantastic. The city itself was really interesting and it was cool seeing the dynamic between Batman and the city cuz it's you know like very early on like he hasn't been Batman for very long. Yeah, well, that's one thing I heard is like it was a lot more realistic and like because isn't it what's his cave? It's something different, right? Like his whole thing. Yeah, like it's not he doesn't have like a bunch of like high tech shit. Yeah, like a lot of his stuff that he has is like, I think, self-made with like Mm. Alfred. So it's not like he's like going to like like in uh, Batman Begins when he's just going to Wayne Tower and he just has fucking mm, Morgan yeah. Freeman building him like whatever like whatever the fuck build me a tank uh, I want these like fucking special wings that can like do impossible shit like he doesn't rely on like gadgetry as much as like it is okay. in the other films which is other which is also cool that's awesome I mean he, he obviously has like tech and he has you know his suit and everything, mm-hmm. but that's not the point of his character. And I feel like that's kind of what they got away from in the, you know, the dark Knight and stuff. Don't get me wrong though. <clears throat> I fucking love the dark Knight movies. Yeah. Oh the, yeah. The Fantastic. Dark great. Yeah. What do you think is the best Batman then? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Adam West. No, I'm kidding. I like. <laughs> I have seen the original show, um, because uh, I had there was like a stint where I think I watched a lot of Boomerang, mm. like the channel Boomerang. Oh, and, like, okay, okay. And like they used to play just like old episodes of Batman and like, which was so f- that original show was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I watched. I remember there was an episode where he like. He's like carrying like a the cliche version of like a bomb, which is like this fucking lit fuse, <laughs> and he carries it like a fucking mile to get it to like a source of water where he can fucking blow it up. And I just remember watching it like this is so fucking ridiculous. Uh, to answer your question though, uh, I did really like Michael Keaton's Batman. Uh, my dad was a huge Michael Keaton Batman okay. fan like growing up, so. I definitely would say he's in my top, but you think he's better than Christian Bale? Uh, damn. Well, it's tough because there's there's like multiple ways you can look at it. You can look at it from who do you think was a better Bruce Wayne? Who do you mm. think was a better Batman? Okay, like, yeah, that's that's, that's, a that's good the point. hard argument too. Is that's a good point? <clears throat> you know, like Bale did a good job of of being Wayne because you know. Batman's supposed to be like a fucking playboy and that 
initially is kind of what helps throw people away from the fact that Bruce Wayne would never be a hero because he's a f- he's kind of a piece yeah. of shit. Well, he had that like American Psycho kind of award. Yeah, which, yeah, that's so true. That's it kind true. of worked. Yeah. So I don't know. I th- I really like. I mean, I would put them both like in my top. Like I liked Bale. Bale was okay. great. I also fucking liked Keaton. So I mean, as far as a favorite, I'm I'm too indecisive of a person. I look at too many different things yeah. when deciding that. But now I would say Pattinson's in my top. Also, along with those guys, like I felt like he took the torch and he fucking carried it in this film. Okay. And I'm excited to see. So what about movie then? Like what, what would you say your favorite movie is? Uh, Tough question. Of the Batman? Yeah. You got me fucked up, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's, I'm curious, like what's yours? Um, I mean, I'd probably say Dark Knight. Just... In terms of the cultural significance, the sure. everything with Heath Ledger and uh, Christopher Nolan's fucking man, like he's one of my favorites. I do fucking so, love Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about? Because I didn't actually finish it. His last one, uh, the Time One, Tenant, Tenant. Yeah. What do you think of it? Uh, I couldn't get into it. So I thought it was. I thought honestly, I thought it was pretty good. The uh, the thing that was shitty was when I went to go see it in theaters with my roommate the audio whoever mixed the audio fucked up just because like there's i so didn't many hear that important too. moments where you're trying to hear the dialogue and you can't hear it over the music so it's like and they'll be having like an important conversation and it's being completely drowned out by like it had a great score but it's like I can't, I don't know what the, I can't fucking follow. Like, this is already a hard enough film to follow with this concept of like time inversion. And now you got fucking violins like in my fucking ear blaring when they're explaining like important plot points. Like, aside from that, I mean, visually, that movie was a fucking masterpiece. And like the concept of time inversion as opposed to time travel, I thought was really cool. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely not a movie for everyone. I know it's a hard movie to get into, but yeah. Well, I loved Interstellar. That was like um, I haven't seen that one yet. <sighs> what? Oh my gosh, dude! That uh, yeah, that mo- that movie has touched me um, a lot of times in my life. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's actually part of the reason why I, I've, I'm convinced to this day it's part of the reason why I got divorced. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, o- open your eyes. Yeah, well, because um, me, my ex-wife, and her brother were all on acid, and we decided to watch this movie, and like it totally just broke us because it's all it's about this guy, you know, going visiting planets, and it, it right. deals with time also, and like. Uh, I mean, yeah, because I've heard things like I've heard about how. There's a part where it's like so many hours or minutes is yep. so much time. Mm-hmm. They're on the, this planet for like two hours and like a decade goes by. It's insane. That's fucking crazy. Um, cool. I, I like that concept. Yeah. You definitely should check it out. Uh, don't watch it on acid. <laughs> That's also my recommendation. <laughs> I uh, got to say that wasn't my first plan of action yeah. after you recommended it. <laughs> and it definitely won't be now. So. That's good. Oh, that's good shit. Um, fuck, man, this has been a fun episode. We've been doing, um, having fun. Before we go, I have this little thing. I don't know if you know about this. Uh, we have a little thing on the show new called the fucked up bucket. How this works is there, are, um, there are little pieces of paper with um, things printed on them. 
Um, if you don't want to, you don't have to draw. But if you don't, then I will. So you might as well just do it. So Okay, so I'm just supposed to grab one? But if you really don't want to, you don't have to. Uh, yeah, just grab one. Is it? Yeah, you just, you just open it and you read it out loud. Okay. Damn! The fact that the first black VP, Kamala Harris, gained power by enslaving her own people just like her boss. So, there's the fucked up bucket. <laughs> it's fucking true though man have you have you heard about that no oh for real yeah when she was uh i don't remember fuck i think she was prosecutor in california or whatever state she was in but uh she actually um pot felons she increased their sentence so they could basically provide free labor for the state so like all these okay. all these people that um were arrested for pot Mm-hmm. you know majority black people yeah um yeah she basically was just like fuck you and just like kept him in jail for longer sentences used him for free work and yeah she's not a good person um and her boss is the one that instituted the war on, basically was part of the war on drugs which started the whole thing in the first no place, shit so. yeah <laughs> well see the fucking i think the one concept that nobody seems to like fully grasp is not i mean really in theory none of the people that we have in power on any scale are good people you don't get into that line of work doing good things yeah like oh no, yeah They're and crooked. Uh, you know everybody's out here doing immoral shit to gain capital i mean like unfortunately that's that's how you get to those positions so Whenever I do hear things like that or things of that nature, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean. No, I mean, you shouldn't be surprised of anyone that. Yeah. No. Anybody's capable of anything at this point, man. And Yeah, it's human nature for and, sure. And this time and this world now, like, like all the people that we may know and love could be doing some fucking real fuck shit. I mean, are. They are. But you know what I mean? Like some of the, I mean, shit, just look at also just cancel culture in general. Like, yeah, I mean, fuck James Franco, <laughs> everything with him. Like that's fucked. Like there's a lot of people like that. Uh, and I, yeah, it's not, it's not the first time and it's not the fucking last time. Yeah, exactly. I heard, uh, I heard James Franco is trying to like go to different conservative or no no they that never mind there was a i was listening to a podcast where conservative uh these like conservative filmmakers were like thinking about like they were like talking like we should get those canceled actors or like kevin spacey and jason together <laughs> dude like who wouldn't see that movie you know <laughs> i mean made by fucking Donald trump but people could still go see that shit <laughs> they would honestly that's well it's like i was saying uh earlier like we put people, we're the, obviously the ones who like give these people this power. Yeah. So we can't be mad because it's like we're, we created him. We helped create him. Yeah. It, possibly. I don't know. I feel like Trump is more of a, uh, um, a reaction to the problem, uh, 
than the problem, which I, I mean, I don't know. In my opinion, I think it's corrupt government. You know, I think Donald Trump was a really, was a really bad response to that. Essentially. I think there were a lot of people yeah. who were really upset with it and they, uh, you know, they went and voted for him. It's, it, I don't know. Do you think he has a chance 2024? No idea. Yeah. No idea. I don't know either. It, it, I mean, a lot can happen in two years, you know. We still got midterms coming up, and we want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One for me, one for me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? What? This doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Bribing Joe Biden to print another stimulus with 12 broken home children. What? doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I think we're ditching the fucked up bucket, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, shit. But yeah, that's the fucked up bucket. Sorry that's to, sorry to put bucket. you through that. <laughs> it's all right, man. You know, uh, I'm still here. I'm still alive. I'm still present. Mm-hmm. Um, Ames, this has been, been a great fucking time, man. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, come, taking time to do this. Fuck yeah, have man. Your, have your one free day having to suffer through hanging out with me. I appreciate that. Um, to let everybody know your socials, we'll put in the description, but I mean, where can everybody find you? Where's your Instagram, all that shit? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Ames, dat rapper, um, underscore past Ames and dat. Um, yeah, I got new stuff coming out. I'm really excited. I hope everyone likes the new shit. Um, my birthday is actually the day after your album comes out. Oh, so, for real? Oh, yeah. well, happy birthday, so, man. I'll definitely be checking that out, man. And, uh, how old are you coming? Uh, be 27. Damn, damn. Right behind you. And um yeah, I'll be twenty seven in September. Oh no shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. I mean, uh otherwise, yeah, you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, uh Ames, A I M Z and fucking stay tuned for all the new awesome shit I got coming out. You guys are gonna fucking fucking dig it, man. Fuck yeah. Make sure to check out our album dropping to not our album, my album that he's on tomorrow. Featured, Might as well be our featured. album. We should make an album. That'd be tight, man. It'd be another project. Sometime, sometime in the future when I I don't know. After my last performance, I'm kinda maybe thinking about just focusing on podcasting a little bit. There's something about seventy five percent of your audience walking out on you that <laughs> I don't blame you, man. That's That's the game. That's Iowa, man. Yeah. Is Unfortunately, it? yeah. Yeah. What can you do? All right. Let's get out of here. Peace out, everybody. Have a good one.